Hepiko Hetanifa. Yes, Kombanwa, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is the clubhouse bathed in victory, shall I say. <laughs> Joining me is the happiest miserable man that I know. The one, the only, the burner of brisket. This <laughs> lean, lean, mean, yeah, rib-smoking uh, machine. Dragon, how you doing, brother? Not too bad, not too bad in yourself. Uh, I am better than six, brother. Right now. <laughs> well, this is what it takes, this is what happens once you win. <laughs> Nah, not even, man. Not even. You know me. I'm very level-headed. I like to talk a big game, but I'm very level-headed. And joining us again is my is my arch nemesis, the one, the only, Hizzle to the Bizzle, aka. He's, no, I'm not gonna say it. HB, how are you? <laughs> I'm alright, bro. Because you're gonna I'm go for the, you're gonna play again. that card again. Part it. Which card? Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm glad you guys have found your Genjutsu. Ah, my man, we have not found it. And it oh. yeah, it's been tricky. Mac but anyway, we'll chat, we'll chat, we'll chat, we'll chat, we'll chat more about it. We'll chat, we'll, we'll chat a bit more about it. Um, Guys, welcome back to the clubhouse. It's a usual Monday session. We'll recap and wrap up of what happened at the weekend. Um, Obviously... Was an interesting weekend. Some interesting results. Some good results. Guess that's why we're all smiles today. I'm pretty sure Dragon smiles for the first time since 1997. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we 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 we've been winning. Alright. It's just, you know, the last Three games have been tough, but you know we we know what it's like to win. We we we. Mm, it was just good. Mm. It was a good change of 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 thing. You know, watch, watching a game and you actually don't have to clinch the entire game is also kind of nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was. Um, well, I guess we're gonna get straight into it. So on Friday, Bowden Barrett and I mean not Bowden. Well, sorry, George, the other one. George, um, come on. Is this how much you don't like him? Is this how much you want to put DMAC over him, bruh? Huh? No, listen, can we speak about oh the hurricane? Goodness. I don't know why you're bringing McKenzie into this. <laughs> oh bro, my like, why are you bringing McKenzie into this? Nobody I... even said anything about McKenzie. Because, can you just relax? Oh my God. Since Saturday, all you've done about is how McKenzie is better than Jordy. So I'm just I'm just putting it out there so that everybody knows. What's talking about, Lisa? What's talking about? What's talking about? Nobody no. said anything like that. Anyway, so as <laughs> I was saying, Jordy Barrett and the uh, Hurricanes put in, quite frankly, an absolutely spectacular performance to dismantle the Highlanders in front of the zoo in the Forsyth Bar Stadium. It was a wonderful team performance from the Hurricanes. Um, yeah. yeah, I think they won, what was it, 30 points to 17? Yeah, it was. A, yeah, it was really. It has been a know, long time coming. You know, it's. I think, I think, and I will definitely eat humble pie. I think the the buy did them some. It wasn't a buy, sorry. What am I saying? I think that bit of hunger did them really well. 
did this, so did them good, you know. And I think that, um, yeah, it was just a it was just a phenomenal performance, you know, absolutely phenomenal. Um, in so many ways, I think physically they just came, you know. Finally, Duplessis Karifi started to live up to what uh, that reputation, you know, started yeah. to almost reach because that that dude was hitting rocks like they were. It was scary. His cleanouts were nasty. Um, just the carrying from Laumape was brilliant. And the innovation, you know, so often we see uh, teams in rugby using the one three three one, using that, that uh, ball out the back door. Yeah. Um, but works. the yeah. way the Canes just did it, and what I like is they noticed, see, guys, for people who, at this level, you know, you need to be no- noticing things quite quickly and just adjusting and using them pre- and, and executing effectively. I think they noticed that the Highlanders' inside defense was slacking. And it had been a trend over the last couple of games. You know, and the way they just innovated with that ball out the back and then playing that and, and using that switch play was just phenomenal. I've, you know... It's the first time I've seen that variation. I, we haven't seen it at all. Especially, you might see something like that from set piece, but in terms of just general open play, it was absolutely fantastic. So hats off to, to the Canes. And uh, Jordy Barrett, you know, man knows his way to the try line. Love him or hate him, man knows his way to the try line. So hats off to you, Dragon. What do you think about your team's performance? Go on, give us some monologue day. No, you know what, dude? Uh, to be honest, I, I think for the first time in, well, at least this year, they've managed to put in a proper team performance. You know, you can't, it's very hard to pick out, you know, any player that was slacking. I mean, and this was from the first minute, dude. Uh, you could just see it. They were amped. They were up for it. Um, you didn't have any doubts about the tight five this weekend, funny enough. Um, and again, you know, the loss against the, the, the Highlanders, you'd have thought that they would have struggled. Not necessarily because they've got a very big pack or, or, or the most, you know, talented pack, but they've got guys that just do what they do very well. But the Canes stood up. Um, Tyrell Lomax looked, he looked like an all black this weekend. Um, mm. You look at, um, well, Dane Coles, it's, you know, you don't even have to say anything about him. When he comes into the team, he just oh. adds something. Leadership, guys. a little bit of grunt and niggle, everything. He just oh, brings Oh, man. You know, I'm so sorry to, to, to butt in, but yeah. guys, there will always be a place in rugby for that niggly bastard, that little yeah. bit of niggle. And it was awesome. There's the one piece of play when the Canes were in the 22. He went to four rucks. And, and he, just... he, he, he hit C.O. Tompkinson late, right? He hit him late. He collared him. Then they had a bit of a tussle. Then when he got up, he said something. And then he got back in the line to defend. And then the, the landers took it in. And then CO was coming to clean out. And then you just saw Coles just going for him. Again. Bang! Yeah, leg drive. And then he chucks him on the ground. There's a bit of a push and shove, a little forearm to the face. And you're like, damn, man. Ah, that Guys is what like you that. need. You, you still need that in a rugby game. That's why, that's why you know, that, that's what creates that... That, that that little battle within the the, the, the war, you know, and it, it's, it's nice to see. And you know what? I think it also helps 
you know, it helps to lift the team in its own way, in a weird, very strange and weird way, it helps lift the team. Although they do get carried away. I mean, and I well, actually, I don't know if they, the team gets carried away or rather the referees tend to also get carried away when they see a little bit of push and shove these days. You know, you can't, apparently you can't even do that anymore. But yeah, so it was, it was the most perfect performance. A guy that I loved uh, seeing this weekend as well was Walker Lewiri. He's starting to... To, to to show that form that we were talking about, that we were saying, okay, this guy, when he played under 20s, NZ under 20s, he was unstoppable. And mm-hmm. over two True. weekends, you've seen him grow into this role. And and you know what? He's, he's, I don't know if it's the game time element, but he definitely seems like he's putting his hand up again. And now you can see why, why he was, he was, he was, he, well, what he did during that time and why he was ranked as one of the, the top players that they, you know, that they expected him to be. So, which is a good sign. Um, yeah. Duplessis, uh, du- Reed Princip, and Adi, they were perfect on the day. I mean, the turnovers were just magnificent. I mean, anyone that wants to learn how to play in the back row, well, okay, not necessarily. That's, that, is, that, that would be a good game to learn from. There's a lot of guys that can do it and can possibly do it better, but the, the stuff that I saw on the day was, was just magnificent, you know, we, we, you can't, I don't know. I was, I just get excited thinking about it. Urban Ledger. More, more comfortable, huh? Looking yeah. quite comfortable now. He's looking comfortable. And, and then, but although you, if you do notice that Jordi did come in one, once or twice as well. So there was that, that switching that started happening. I don't know whether or not it was, you know, it, it wasn't, you could see he, he looked a little, a little more relaxed. That also may have been as a result of of Nani also being on his game. Yeah. The problem with Nani, though, I feel is that he's not consistent enough. I mean, yeah. he was he was in he wasn't in, in his element, and it was great to see. But it's just that kind of consistency to always be the one, always be on point with his carries and 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 all of that. So that's that to me is a still, you know, the jury's still out. Yeah, definitely. The jury's definitely. still out. So then the man of the moment, Jordy Barrett. Ah oh, man. You know what? It's it's tough right now in, in New Zealand. And I know a lot of people do not you know, and, and there were questions last year whether or not Jordy should have been playing on the wing. Um and it's not necessarily because people were you know, he's very talented, but I just feel everyone thought he should have played uh, 15 last year, mm. which is fine. But now when you look at the situation in New Zealand as it stands, truth of the matter is the guy, like you said, he knows his way to the try line and his strike rate is up there with the best with the best wings that are around. So we've got to give him that. He brings a different element in terms of, um, you know, the kicking element. Uh, the guy, he's a big boy. Um, his versatility goes without say. But when you've got someone like that, and then you've got Damian McKenzie also available, having a hell of a you know a, a season, you've got to start thinking about it and say, you know what, Fozzie may be onto something here. He may actually need to play him on the right wing, not because he's a crappy player, but just that he's 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 playing well. He's bringing a different element to 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 the Hurricanes definitely, and I think you can't you can't go without. You know, some of those are some of the players that you just need that can bring something extra. You know, 
So there's 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 going to be a lot of questions that are going to be asked by the selectors as to who they're going to pick, why they pick them, but it's it's good to see. It's really okay. it's it's good to see, man. Okay. I'm yeah, well, you would be, because the the guy who keeps on attracting the right. I don't think he's very popular amongst other players in New Zealand. You know that. I don't. Think I've so noticed. Too. A lot of the time, he after he scores, that. people just flop on him. <laughs> I, I don't think I think he's he looks he looks a lot quieter than everyone else, and you know just goes about goes about his business. And I'm sure he's probably not as 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 um, lively as all. I mean, when you look at guys like Severis and all of that, those guys are lively. They enjoy themselves. They have fun. Jordy always looks kind of intense. He looks so sour. And I remember there's the one time when. Yeah, that little kind of standoff with Rico Ioane. Do you remember? There's the one time Ioane scored. He scored in the corner, and then Jordi yep. was trying to make the last tackle, and then he got up and he just looked at him and he said something, and they just like, you know, you could tell that it wasn't like guys who knew each other who were like teammates just having a bit of banter. It was lit- it looked serious, and he looked at him and he tuned him out, and then he just walked off, and you're like, yeah. No one likes this dude. Yeah, he's, he's, he's I not, think he's very, he's intense. He looks intense. You know, yeah. but I guess you can't have it all, isn't it? No, yeah, well, you can't have I it think... all. I mean, if you've got the personality of a wet tea bag, you know. <laughs> he's a lot to prove, eh? Who? Jody. But he what? doesn't, though. But he doesn't. Well, if, if you compare him to his brother, yeah, but that's a lot. That, that's a lot to live up to. Do you? Uh, you know, comparing the, him to his brother, they're they're completely different players. In my this opinion, is it. They're completely different players. I think Bowden is is a more complete rugby player, and he is a better rugby <laughs> player. So. I think so. At this stage mm-hmm. in the well, right now, now currently, currently, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem with Georgie is as well is that let's be honest, he's someone who was constantly picked because of potential and he hadn't really started to fulfill that potential he's been in the frame for how many years yeah he's he's 2021 now and he's only starting to really get in form to be as dominant this year because last year people were screaming and shouting that he was but no if you looked at the way Bowden was playing for the blues and you looked at the difference and i will keep pointing this out but if you looked at the difference of in terms of positional kicking that Bowden Barrett made for the Blues. That left foot of his was no joke, guys. That left foot used to pin teams down. And teams never, they never expected it. All these wingers never expected that kick. Bang, left foot, one bounce, two bounce. Next thing you know, you're 10 meters off from your, from your, um, from your goal line. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and Bowden had those, he had all of that. He brings, he brought all of that. Jo- Jordy was getting picked mainly on potential because we know in 2019 right we know in 2019 we know someone else should have gone we know uh, 2019 was just a very difficult time and I he got think... lucky he got lucky mckenzie was injured because if mckenzie oh, well, was yeah. was fit there was gonna be no hope for him. i still I, I beg to differ i think he still would have gone and at the expense of at the, the expense ex- of Havili, probably. No, well, I 
think he would have he would have gone probably at the expense of 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 Ioane. not because you know, and that was just that's I just see it that way because you know how how Shag was. That's the kind of person he was. He would do that, pull off that one statement that you know that that one. A killer blow that you're like, okay, but that doesn't make sense. So I don't, like you said, he may not have necessarily been the best player to go, but he probably would have ended up there. And it's because of, it's literally that issue of versatility. And the fact that they were already playing that uh, dual pivot thing, it would have forced them to just look that way. You know what I mean? Even with DMAC being available, I just believe that he would have just made the cut at someone else's expense. But based based on his potential, though, Based if on he potential, was gonna go, it. it would have just been based on his potential. And that's, that's the reason it. why people, it's not people hating, but it's the natural inclination where you say, okay, this guy has the potential, he has the potential. But yeah, you're now going to a World Cup and you're telling me you're, you're picking someone solely because of potential. We all There's know what happened. deserving player. Exactly. Yeah, well, 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 exactly. The thing is, if, if you pick him over a uh, Yohani um, in, in, in 2019, a lot of people probably would have said, uh, you know, because he just, he was flat. So th- that argument would not have necessarily been. It's, it's unfortunate. It's the fact. But you know what? I think for me personally, when it comes to Jordi, when I look at Jordi and I think the, the, the biggest mistake he made was signing with the Canes. You think he should have stayed in Canterbury? He should have stayed he in Canterbury. Stay in I think he would have, he would have been a, a, a more rounded player had he stayed there. And he probably would have been playing, and 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 in Canterbury they were actually planning on playing him in the center. Yeah, twelve. Midfield was where they were tr- trying to put him, and I think he would have just rounded off his game a lot better. I think it's taken time because of the way, you know. Look, the the Canes don't really play the most structured game, um, and you know that that can affect your growth. And I think that if he had stayed there, that's where he would have actually he probably would have reached his potential by now, and. That's well. That's just my belief, of course. And I just see him being. I think he's more talented than 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 Borden. That's my belief. Talented wise, he probably he could reach greater heights. However, you need to be able to nurture him and and get him to that level. Yeah, I mean that's and that's the thing. Like I just think that potential that that 2019 season where Homeboy was getting picked, but like it was like. But there's other dudes here. Yeah, that's true. It like, was. why, why are you? You know what I mean? Like, why are you? But anyway, look, it's it's it seems to have worked for him against. You know, so this is the thing that people often forget. When you select a player constant consistently, no matter how cocky he is, at some point he's going to improve, and at some point he's going to start performing. And I'm not saying Jordy's cock, no. But I'm just saying, just in general, you'll get some players who you know don't deserve to be in the mix. You know that. But they'll keep getting selected. And they'll get better simply by being exposed to that level of play. No, you this know. is it. And then, and then that's just the, that's the sad reality of it. I mean, there was no way. Guys, like, if you look at, at utility players right now, like that were, could have been available for that 2019 World Cup. And even... It's been in the mix in 2018 and 20, 2018. Going as far back as 2018. You get someone like Charlie Ngata. I'll tell you something. And I'm not saying this just because as I, obviously he was at the Chiefs. But that man was the guy that held that Chiefs back line together. He was a fantastic player. Both at, both at 12 and at 15. 
absolutely ridiculously good player. But then he was he was, he was sidelined. He was sidelined for who? Injuries. No, not injuries because he had a really solid run of fitness. Because if you watch what he's doing at Lyon at the moment in France, my man. He's, he's tearing, tearing it up. Oh, bro. He's tearing it up big time. But anyway, look. It is what it is. Um, Jordi's seeing the fruits of all that, of all that consistent selection now. But I'm not 100% sold yet. I think on the wing, if you're going to have him in your starting lineup, wing is the best, to be perfectly honest with you. Keep him out on the wing. Let him keep learning. Let him keep growing. Because obviously, he's starting to really take to, to test rugby. You know, He's starting to really take. He's scoring consistently. But having said that, the tries he's scoring, are they? is it a case of catch and flop over the line or catch and run 20 meters and score? Or is he actually creating something? himself you know like when i look at it i think look at the end of the day it's the ability to finish it off uh, he's had a couple of good finishes uh last year in particular for the all blacks he had i think uh the australian game and as argentina he did score one yeah he just had those you know good moves that were played in the midfield and then you know he but the finish he did have to work on the finish i give him that much he's not the paciest guy around let's be honest well, he's 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 decent, but he doesn't look like he's he's not he's not blitz, you know. No, so he, he's, he's 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 had to. I think he just does it well. He's not he's far from the finished article, and like you're saying, he's it's going to take a lot. He needs to learn a bit more. He needs to to round himself off, to finish himself off, and make himself a finished product. That's 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 a fact. No, he's still a work in progress, a serious yeah. work in progress, but. We're slowly starting to see him mature. We're still slowly starting to see what the dude can be. But hey, I just feel like it might be a bit too slow. Sometimes when someone is picked purely on potential and it they takes, take a while to realize yeah. their potential, it then kind of alienates people and you get that sort of dissonance there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's I mean, just me though, but... But at the same time, so I also then was looking at the game as a whole. The Highlanders didn't really pitch up on, on Friday night, did they? Is it the case of they didn't pitch up or they weren't allowed to? Because there was a time, yeah. there was a time before the Highlanders scored their try where they were camped in that Hurricanes 22. Oh, man. And, and, also, and, that and also, sorry. And yeah, that's where we're going to go with this. The Kane, Corey Jane, take a bow, my man. He fixed that Kane's defense. You know, and that's the most unlikely character. You know, <laughs> like honestly speaking, when I, when they, when they had, when they nominated or announced him as as a defensive coach, I thought to myself, what? How's this gonna work? <laughs> you see, backline players are finicky. This is the thing, right? Backline players are finicky. Like you have guys who you th- wouldn't think would love to be attack attack coaches and skills coaches, being attack coaches and skill coaches. And you get guys who you think, this guy is, was never a confrontational character. He was never. But then they end up being defensive coaches. Backs are finicky like that, man. We don't always go where you expect us to go. I guess so, man. But, you know, he's doing, he's done well. He's done a good job. And like you're saying, yeah, they didn't have the opportunity to, the Landers did have an opportunity to try um, get over the line. It just didn't come. They were, uh, it took them. It took them a while. It took them a while, and but when they did make their breaks, I mean, ah, guys, honestly, that All Blacks number six jersey, 
Uh, good luck to uh, whoever gets it. Uh, they, they, they have thoroughly deserved it. They Dude, thoroughly deserve this for it. Sad. Because, yeah, I know. Squire. I know, huh? man. Oh. Liam Squire, man. That is disappointing. But ah, uh, Jimeno was good on his was good on debut. He was came he, out. He was brilliant. looking for graft. Looking for graft. Bringing he was. energy. You see how he kept on looking for people to like. He was just like full of just. Ah, he felt he, uh, he, he looked like he enjoyed it. Eh? He looked like he enjoyed it, and and you could see. You know, even from from the reaction that he was getting from his teammates, and that you can see that he settled in. He's 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 a big part of the team, and they they seem to love him that side as well. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, but uh, Shannon for the years. Sh- Shannon Frizzell, that try where he dropped the ball. Well, that that, oh, that was, the finish yeah. was poor, but my goodness, <laughs> the footwork, the footwork, yeah, was... the line. Ah, uh, listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's showing up, and but you know, I think it's a the players. Guys. He always looks uninterested, and that's the problem, isn't it? But he gets through a ton of work. Oh man, he's just getting. You know, the funny thing when you look at this comp, he's just getting better and better every week. He's getting better and better, regardless of the results. Every week, he's just improving, and it's yeah. man, like. Uh, that I, I just would love to be a fly on the wall at trainings, you know, at All Blacks training sessions later on in the year because. And and how was Paddy Paddy Parkinson? He was, he was also, a big man, and he looked like he hasn't missed a single game, dude. He was in a rampaging mood. <laughs> he was in a ra- <laughs> all two meters and two centimeters of him, or whatever. Yeah, he was. You know your classic. No. Huh? 130 kilos. Yeah, well, at that height, of course. That's a big with that, man. <laughs> with that six, with that, with that size 19 boot, just <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, it's not actually size 19. <laughs> give us some. Give us Keep some. HB. Keep up with us. Come, chum. <laughs> All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he looked good. He looked good when he was when you you know he, he he it was impressive, you know. And and you know what? It's a guy like that. When you look at the well, I, I don't know if the All Blacks really have a problem in the second row, but the the question is that has been there obviously with last year and then the injuries and all of that. There was a question on whether or not there was enough depth in that position. But when you see guys like that coming back. And you look at Scott, who's also who also came back um, last season and things like that. It, it, it's not looking, it's not all doom and gloom in the second row anymore, is it? No, no, it never was. You know, it never, it honestly never was. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I don't think it was. No, I am just really happy that there's sort of, that the the guy there's just competition out there, man. I'm just glad that there's competition and there's young guys who get thrown in, and they yeah. just do the business. Hundred percent, yeah. I mean, I was really happy to see Sammy Penny Fina. Yeah, he was. He was. Oh. He, he was. He was. Ah, he, he was immense, bro. No, he was. He, he was, was. He was immense. They were, you know, like I, I think there was, there were a couple of, 
I mean, Josh Ioani as well. He looked good coming back, for coming through from the back there. He was looking solid. Freedom. True. Freedom. How did we look at free? How do we see Freedom's game? I think the the Hurricanes quickly identified him as a as a threat. Yeah. And they made sure that whenever he got the ball, there were two or three people on him. They didn't give him enough opportunity. They didn't give him room. Yeah. Tactics. Yeah, definitely. You could see that. You could see that. But you know what? It'll be good to see him, you know, get. And also, I think there was an element of nerves, obviously, you know, coming in there. You still, you know, he, he probably could have done a bit more. But I just believe I'd love to see him. I'd like to see him get a, another opportunity and and see what he can produce, though. Yeah. True. Yeah, probably. True. So, yeah. but, so yeah. let's move on. <laughs> no. So the, the battle, the battle, the battle of the Bombay, and what a battle it was. Honestly, for a low-scoring game, that was one hell of a game of rugby. Um, punctuated a lot by greed. We'll get to that. Punctuated a lot by greed, and I think not respecting the opposition, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and both that is sides, what cost... Both sides were guilty. I think the Blues it was criminal, man. It was criminal from the Blues. It was absolutely criminal. You know what I mean? It was absolutely criminal decision-making. Like, I was shocked. At some point, I was like, surely these guys... Surely. Surely just take the three. But hey, you backed your seismic pack, and it didn't work out. You win some, you lose some. Man, that you know, but but what? But one, what? That was such a good game. I think that Blues back row, man. And I can't even say they were outplayed because they came. They came to the party. Papa Lee was immense. That Papa dude, Lee was. Well, he was. Dude, he was standout in that in that game, wasn't he? For the Blues, oh, he did come. He was them. immense. At the breakdown, that guy was a freaking nuisance. Oh, man. Turnovers, slowing the ball down. Uh, he was just... He, he was, was bullying just... players, dude. If you looked at him, the way he was playing, he was literally bullying. <laughs> he, he seemed to like... He looked like he was enjoying himself out there. Obviously, he missed the Crusaders game. But oh, he man. Over he, he just like... He grew an extra two feet tall. Yeah, you know, in that game, and then what bit again? Tom Robinson comes oh. off the bench, absolutely does Caleb Trask with the step. And you know, when you see, there's nothing more fun than looking at a big athletic human being <sighs> Taking going that full pace. Oh man, that was man, that was man, a, man. That was a that beauty. was just that was just sheer just rage. You know, and it's just, ugh, just anger was what propelled him over the try line there. And he played like he had really, really good, good um performance from him. But I just feel that the Chiefs won because of because of a number of reasons. Okay, and it wasn't as much as we can blame Patrick Tupelotu for his decision making with the penalties. Fair and fine, but I think first of all, the Chiefs back row put in a, a much more balanced performance. They worked yeah. as a unit. They didn't Both. work as individuals, which unfortunately is what not to be is what the blues are known for. Mm-hmm. 
the Blues are known for being at times a little bit individualistic. And we thought they'd we thought they'd bucked that trend, but, but it, that's seems, what that's what happened. That's what happened. You know, and I think it's still lingering. There, there's that element still, of yeah. the old blues well, that is lingering in that squad. I don't well, know why. To be honest, to be honest, you've got to look at it. Comes from deeper. I think that schoolboy culture in Auckland, in Auckland schools rugby of I'm the man. That kind of he's got boys from Auckland grammar, guys from St Kent's. All of those kind of schools where you're trying to stand out in such a re in such a strong league, you know, and that carries through, that filters through to when you actually get to the big time. That kind of I'm the main man sort of thing. And we, I thought they killed it, but you know, it's, 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 it's still there. It's there. It's still there. It takes time to kill. But that Chiefs back row was way more balanced in the way they approached the game and the way they performed. Also, we've got to give it up to that to that Chiefs um, tight five. Finau was freaking impressive. Oh, man. He's Tupo Vai 2.0. This is... Oh, dude, I was... Out of... Yeah? For the first couple of minutes, you know, because I, I didn't realize that Tupo was injured. And he was he still had the concussion from last week, didn't he? And yeah. so I'm watching this game, and I'm not really paying attention, probably half asleep. And I'm like, Tupo is having a hell of a game. Only for me to realize that this is Finau. And I'm like, What? This dude is on fire. He looked. He was. He was just. He was just all over the place, he, and he was. Oh. That kid. That kid's gonna be an All Black. I, I, that, without a shadow of a doubt, that boy is gonna be an All Black. How are you rocking up and just taking on the second meanest pack? Okay, arguably the meanest pack. I mean, yeah. he outplayed two people. Oh, I didn't. He was. He was outplayed. He was. And he he, he was disrupted immense. the out. Oh man, it was. And then, also, again, is performance of from a pack as a unit that changed pack at scrum time wouldn't crack. They would not crack. And they then didn't with the walls, the they change. would not crack. Yeah. They would not crack. How many times did the Blues kick it out five meter, five meter for more? And the Chiefs were like, "No, son, we're not cracking here." And it was just brute force on brute force, and it was grit and determination. That was a fantastic performance from that pack. You know, very balanced from the back row, physicality and athleticism. Not to our koi, guys. When, like you're saying, second rows, there are plenty out there. That yeah. boy, Akoi, is good, is a solid player. He's grown. He's grown as a player. And it was just a fantastic sort of um, sort of performance from that uh, forward pack. And then you go to the backs. Quintupaya again might Stormer. be a little bit biased, yeah, but but that boy was <clears throat> breaking through. Though he made three line breaks in the first half, and the, so, the thing that killed it was not his yeah. decision making; it was the decision making <laughs> of the person he passed the ball to. Albi. No, it wasn't Albi. It was, it was, yeah, when he made the bust. There's the one time he made a solid line break, and then he gave it to Trask. Then Trask ran away from his support and tried to throw a miracle ball, keeping it in hand. Instead, he could have just put it on the toe, put it on the toe, grabbed it, seen what would have happened. Worst case scenario, Blue's guy would have beaten Wainui to the ball and get bundled into touch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Poor decision-making yeah. from... from 
and th- that that tended to be it. It was either poor decision making on the part the the next pass was loose, or that kid came to play. He came to play and uh, he was he, making he was line a, breaks, and he was busting the line. I got I got a you bit know? worried though. You know when I when I when I did look at it, and and you know what, Harry Plummer probably had his worst game of of the season. Um, but you know, I started trying to look at it from a different perspective, and I said, you know, the fact that the Blues have to with with Oteri Black there, they have to swap Oteri on yeah, in defense. I still think this is a big problem. Okay, personally, I know, and I know Ireland used to do it quite frequently with uh, Sexton at a point in time. Um, Ogara. Well, both all the of, time with Rog. This all is, the time with Ogara. But I mean, in in this day and age, can you still allow that to be the situation, or are we saying y- you can get away with it? But I still say that it creates an unnecessary but known challenge. Defensively, isn't it? And that's what creates yeah. the opportunity for guys like Quinn to come in there and really exploit. Not taking away from his performance, but I'm just literally looking at it and thinking to myself, but this is like it's 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 something that's out there for any team to know that okay, fine, these guys are not really that strong. Because Perifeta similarly had he had a similar situation. Um it was two years ago, two or three years ago. Where he was playing, starting at fly half for the Blues, and he would get swapped over. So I'm think, saying he's not the greatest defender either. Yeah, there, there, there is a crack there that can be exploited, you know. But, you know, it is what it is. I think there's still, it still happens in the modern game. Not everyone is built for physicality. So some guys bring bring a lot more than that. They bring uh, other things to the to to the to the equation, other things to the game, you know. So yeah, there's not much room for it. There's still room for it. Rather, we may not agree with it, we may not like it, but it still does happen, unfortunately. And I think, yeah. And I think, um, but yeah, like the Saturday was just it was just a good all round performance, you know, and what a turnaround as well from Jonathan Ruru as well, because yeah. from from being slated on here last week uh, because he had a crap game to just being the impact that that nearly dragged the Blues over the line. He looked you good know, on Saturday, yeah. man. He looked good. He looked. He just had an off game, uh, the game before the week before. But then he came to play. He came on and he added some really good, um, really good sort of. He had some really good touches off the bench, you know, and yeah. he created some spaces and, yeah, and some really good decision making. And defensively, he was also quite strong. I just think that like that game was awesome. That game was just absolutely awesome. And, you know, McKenzie proved proves proved a point because not only. Was he as his usual, just inventive in attack and brave in attack? Because one thing you'll notice is, I don't know if you what you thought of the way the Chiefs were attacking from their twenty-two on the left-hand side. Every time there was a kick, they weren't looking to kick it out; they'd run it. They were running and just it. Just that ability to play, your support play within that fifteen-meter channel, 
by the touchline, between the touch and the 15, the support play there was just, oh, man, it was, it shows the fundamentals that I feel like here in Zim, we actually don't bother coaching because everybody in Zim wants to win. Everybody's chasing an unbeaten season, you know. So everyone thinks about the success, but they don't think about the process. And when you saw the way those guys were playing, that was when their success was in the process and the way they'd been brought up and coached. How often do you see guys playing in that 15-meter channel like that? that, that kind of interplay? The bravery to do it. I thought it was phenomenal. And I think McKenzie really initiated that. Also, defensively, and I don't know how this always slips under the radar, McKenzie's no slouch defensively. That was a good tackle. He is a, he, he actually, and he puts his body on the line eh? a couple of times. And it's not, it's not the first time he's done that. This season alone, he's put in about five of those line break last man. Low he had that one hard. against the Canes, didn't he? He did. He yeah. had, and, he, the, and he caught him as well. Yeah. Caught him, stopped him, yeah. Yeah. And again, not to do the comparison, because I know you're going to go there. That's where I feel McKenzie has the edge over Barrett, is that his hunger and defense to get back and make the tackle, to get back and do the work. That's, that's where McKenzie has it over Jordy. Jordy is a name up in lights. If he comes, if he runs at me, I'll hit him hard the odd time. Like the North v. South game, he had his best defensive showing because he really stood up and had to defend because he was under a lot of pressure. But you see him in a Super Rugby Aotearoa game, he's not going to do the whole chase down. He's not going to look to... Because McKenzie, as much as we say he's small and he's the last man, he dominates a lot of those hits. Huh? Yeah. He dominates a lot of those hits. And his tackle selection is, is spot on. He made that try-saving tackle. Who was it on? It was on Talia. Mm. He made a couple. He made a couple of tries. He's making tackles. a habit of, 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 being, of making those proper corner-saving tackles. And I think exactly. he's got, his, he's got his, um, his form well because he hits the person and he lifts them out. So they have no chance to get that ball down. Or he hits and rolls. So when yeah. he hits, he rolls. And then he makes sure that with that roll, the foot touches will, out. will get over the touchline. Yeah. He, he launches himself into it, yeah. He's got it down pat, eh? Because he, the Hurricanes game, he saved a, a, a try like that. This last game against the Blues, he saved a try. And he's, like you're saying, he's a small guy hitting big people. Big, and fast he, guys. And he's winning those contacts. That's the thing. He's winning those collisions. It's been a while, guys, since we've seen him. Even there was a, there was a time last year when the Crusaders played the Chiefs. And Tom Sanders got the ball like 30 meters out and it was just sprinting for the line. That dude nearly got hit out into touch by McKenzie. Obviously, then he just built up so much momentum. But McKenzie freaking smashed it, smashed it. And it took him a couple of seconds to get up. So, you know, again, like he's very nuggety, nuggety guy, physical guy. I'll give him that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Saturday, I can't, I can't say enough about it. It was just one heck of a game from both teams. Both teams really played well. And I just think the cohesiveness and the togetherness from the Chiefs really took them through. I don't think the Blues were as cohesive as they, as they should have been. I think when Rico was making breaks, he wasn't looking to link up anymore. 
and he was just looking to make the break Nico for can be so selfish and no well i think he's also his decision making is you know sometimes leaves a lot to be desired guys it's people you know 13 is a tough position to play guys i think people often underestimate how difficult it is to actually play in the midfield and just to have that awareness of now i've made the break who can i pass it to what are my options and to survey those options quickly. And when you're coming from a situation where you've been playing at that level, primarily as a wing, slotting back in is a process to get to the quality that we know he's capable of. If we didn't know he was capable of it, none, none of us here would be bothered by it. But the fact that we know no, what I'm he's kidding. capable of, you know, that we know what he's capable of if he, if he gets to that, you know. Um, I think also... Bar, speaking of 13s, bar one defensive lapse, I think that was Albi's best game. That was Albi's best performance. Again, it's the little things, it's the little touches, it's the, it's the glue. It's being the glue, you know, which is really important. For someone like Quinn to play and be unleashed the way he was unleashed um, on Saturday, needs, someone needs to be the foil for that and someone needs to be willing to take a step back. And let him grab the limelight. And I think he did that really, really well. You know? Mm. And big ups to to Sean Wainui as well. 50th Super Rugby game. And he had... Uh, he, he proved us wrong. Put in a solid <laughs> performance. Well, no, he honestly, he did. But he's, he had he's a good game. We know he can. It's just that, you know, again, like we've always we've been saying on this show, you know... He'll give you it's that lack of consistency. We we've spoken about him and Sean Stevenson and how we know what they can do, but you just need them to bring it on that day. And this weekend he was good. Yeah, true. So yeah, I mean, good signs for the Chiefs. I and you know what they've done is wonderful because they've just opened up the whole competition. Now second place is up for grabs. It really is up for grabs. So we're gonna see a really fiery second round, and it's going to be brilliant to watch. It's going to be absolutely fantastic to watch. So really, really kind of excited for what the next few weeks hold. I just want someone to beat the Crusaders. Not necessarily. Yeah, someone will. I'll keep telling you this. Their time is coming. If they don't get beaten in in round robin, they're going to lose in the final. Because their Uh, time is coming. Does it count if they get beaten by a small team, a.k.a.? I don't know that's how we we always look at them but they always get beaten by a a small team or in a game that doesn't matter right so does it count will you be satisfied if they are beaten by a small team I don't care who it is as long as they no but they're gonna lose they're gonna have to crack at some point because guys like we said the other time their frailties it's just that no one's actually been able to put up an 80 minute performance and really push those frailties you know the Blues have the Blues' discipline was poor against the Crusaders, and they, they weren't putting on points when the Crusaders had a patch where their discipline was terrible. They didn't take advantage of it. You know, the Chiefs, undone by decision-making, and they were just literally undone by um, refs' calls, and also they were just tackled off. They, they just had to tackle. They defended so much, and they were scrummed, and they, and they were scrummed off the puck. Yeah. Literally. You know, the Hurricanes, it was a plethora of things. Cody Taylor came out with a point to prove. Oh, you know, Cody yeah. Taylor came out with a point to prove. 
and the Hurricanes were just dominated in, in the set piece and at the breakdown. They were just dominated, you know. And again, Richie Moanga in all these games was given an armchair ride. Someone needs to just go at that Crusaders pack and sustain that pressure for the 80 minutes. Somebody needs to. Because I honestly feel I'd love to see how they play when, they, when it isn't given to them on a platter and Richie is not very comfortable back in his, in his pockets to do, to do what he does. I'd love to see them being put under pressure at the breakdown and that set piece. And that's the thing, isn't it? To say, you know, when, when people look at it and they think of Richie and say, he has not been given a test, a proper test, because he's got a pack that's, that's helping him. We're always going forward. He needs that test where we can see them struggle and, and see how he can pull them out of the, pull something out of the, the hat. And that's what we need to see. But I guess, you know, the time will come. You want to see, you want to see the, the blueprint for beating the Crusaders. Look at the first 20 minutes in that Chiefs game. That's the blueprint. The Chiefs couldn't sustain it. Somebody, if someone can, can attack, again, it's, it's all in that, that, that Crusaders breakdown. I'm telling you, man. It's all in that breakdown and, and, and the set piece. If you, can, if you can attack them and take them on both sort of in those areas, whew, you're looking at a, possible, at a possible upset. And I think someone will, will get it together. Yeah, and maybe the Crusaders will be off their game. Maybe with just a little bit of luck. They'll be half a step off the pace of their usual game. And yeah. we'll see what happens. You said it's asking, but, asking for a lot. <laughs> but it's for, not impossible. But it's, it's not, not impossible. Not, definitely not. Definitely not. But it's, it's, but it's not impossible. We're, you know, we're it's, asking it's not. to a line here. We're saying isn't the, but, but, isn't the, but isn't the Canes went and did it in Christchurch last year? Oh, of course. But the stars aligned. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, so it's very possible. No, I'm, I'm like I'm saying, it's very possible. But I just think, and you know what? Look, like you say, the, the all the sides in, in in this tournament can probably take them on. But it's it's getting everything right on the day, isn't it? And that's what it boils down to. But when you look at the last uh, two rounds, you can see that there is a semblance of that coming in, and maybe it's a factor of the. Is it maybe a fact that the Crusaders are, you know, they start the comp already at a different level to the other sides. And the other sides are kind of building into it. Because when you, if you remember last year, it was in the second round that the Crusaders started struggling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's beginning to get up again. I don't know, but let's see. Let's see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. very interesting. So moving on. Um... The Waratahs are still crap. Oh, no. Uh, well, now, they've, now they've got... You know, Super Brew, I said that I, I, I'd put them to lose by 29 points. Jesus. I swear. Oh, and man. Now, That's cold-blooded. Yeah. Oh, you know, the system isn't working. There are problems within the camp, and no one's actually being honest about it. And well, now that... And Penny's, Rob Penny's gone now. Yeah, he's well, gone now. You know, unfortunately... Presumably, a good man loses his job because of issues in the camp. So, what can you do? You know, they're underfunded as well. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw; they only got four. They only had four players in the Wallaby squad. Yeah, that's that's actually quite a, a squad shot, of forty. April as well, a squad of forty. That's 
that's scary. Well, they're better than a certain club in their own national team squad. But anyway, yeah, we're not going to go there's there. There's certain clubs I can't even, you know. <laughs> the Brumbies had a good performance against the Force. Uh, by the way, there was also another spectacular tackle, try-saving tackle made at the weekend. Uh, Pete Samu got absolutely smashed <laughs> by the Force fullback. The guy who got who got thrown on his ass by Vulivalu last week, the week before, he just came yeah. out. Did you see it, HB? Yeah, I saw that. Check it out, man. It was so I, 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 smashed him, bro. There was some fun Australian rugby this weekend. Eh? It was fun. Yeah, you know, those, <laughs> the games. Do you know what? The games actually weren't that bad quality. It was just like there was some just good. Like, did you see Tupo getting it, and then he goose steps and he's up against the number seven, five meters out from the line. Who's going to win that, that contact? Taniela. Oh, bruh. But anyway. But anyway, um, in rather annoying fashion, the so, nations came to the end. Uh, you don't. You need to vomit, dude. Uh, that was <laughs> shit. That, that part was shit. You need to go throw up. I fucking chanted, bruh. I'm actually just... Fuck! I, I was, actually couldn't believe it. I hope it. you had the best. I well, okay. So it was, it was kind of good. It was good and bad, you know. But I was excited. Uh, well, because that I'm was feeling for me. That was probably the closest to the result I wanted. Because oh, I'm feeling nauseous a, now. Just a draw, about it. A draw would have sorted it for me, to be honest. A draw would have been the perfect. <sighs> Who are you but, supporting? Uh, no, dude. Like I said last week, I really like both sides. Scotland, I just have a soft spot because, like I told you, I just feel that they're in a good space. Let them perform. It's good to see a side like that actually now, you know, up there and playing that kind of rugby. Uh, you'd want to. Mm. But yeah, Scotland, because cards, Scotland, were no, Scotland were no hopers for years, bruh. They were I don't even say years. Yes. <laughs> uh, they were, and and uh, suddenly. Guys, no, HB, uh, you need to understand how bad Scotland were. I remember once we went to watch um, Ireland, Scotland, and Lansdowne Road. And I was in the in the in the well, the dart. So the dart is like the just the the city train, like the metro rail. And then I'm sitting surrounded by these Scotland fans. And then the one woman turns around and she's like, "You know, we're not probably not going to win this game. We're just here just because we felt like we wanted a weekend away. We're not even going to go and watch. I've got tickets, but I'm probably I'm I'm not even going to go watch the game because I know we're going to get tired." That's how bad Scotland were, bro. Scotland were horrible. They were useless. The, Scotland, yeah, quickly done Italy. They used to lose to Italy a couple of here and there. <laughs> Italy coached, and this is a no offense to the great Sir John Kerwin, but Italy coached by fucking John Kerwin. Couldn't make it. They beat Scotland. Scotland were cucked. We were, they were bad, but hey, man, like they've, they've just really. Because even at age, at age grade, you knew if you were playing against any form of Scottish team, it was an easy, it was an easy day out. In fact, those are the trial matches you wanted because you knew you were probably going to score a couple of tries, you know, and have a really good performance. But they've developed really well. And, yeah, man, Stuart Hogg, Finn Russell. You know what the, the thing is? When you do look at it, uh, yeah. if I'm correct, 20, is it 2018? The under-20 championship uh, in 2018. The Scottish team there was actually 
decent. Decent. Very good. It was good. It was good. With Blair they got King to, on... They got to the quarters or something. Or... Yeah, well, it's not hard to get to the quarters. Well, you just win your first game. It, well, yeah. Well, but still, they, <sighs> they, were, they were competitive. Uh, and then they got... Then they, I think it was that the year they played uh, Leonard Brown's New Zealand. I can't it wasn't 2018. It was 20... It was 2017. When they played against New Zealand. They had like 60 points. But they scored first. Yeah, but dude, that there were certain teams that you can't even take on because oh they, yeah, Leonard Brown, it had Leonard Brown, it had Clark, it had Almora. Ah, bro, that team was that team was, that team was stacked. It had good, it good. You played on the wing, Jack. Good, you used to be fast. <laughs> used to be, but you know, but yeah. So, so it's good to see Scotland playing that well. A bit disappointed as well in the French side because you know, like. When you look at what happened to them last season, and then again it happens this season, uh, well, this is even worse because they just totally lost it. But I don't know. I still think they're learning. I don't exactly. This is what what I'm going to say. Win. This is going to. This actually is the worst thing that could possibly happen for every other country at the World Cup. Because if the French had won, then they would have relaxed. But now, now they that they did it. Now yeah, that they did it. And you know they need to fix it. How do you have your best backline player on the left wing? That we all know here that the best midfield that France team can put together is Fiku and Zakatao. And then you've got yeah. and Jalibe and 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 uh, your boy Roman Tamak need to fight it out for 10. But I guess it's horses for courses at that stage. You know. It, it's they are this this team, this hurt that they're going through two seasons in a row. This be, being this close is this is this is these are the building blocks that you need to win a World Cup. It's 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 terrible. This is the worst. Yep, thing. we are, <laughs> we are all going to suffer as a result of this. It'll be good for rugby though in the end, and I hope they do actually reach that potential. It'll be nice to see them. I, I mean, the, the, this this side looks like they've got everything it takes to go to that oh, next. Yeah. Everything it takes to win a World Cup. So yeah, I'm, I was true. excited. I was happy with the result. And, yeah, and so Scotland, of course, uh, well, you know, Wales, do they deserve to win? You know, that's another story altogether. But when you look at the game that was played, a hell of a game. Um, hell of a game. It was enjoyable. Um, both sides came out to play. And that, that's what we want to see in rugby, isn't it? Although yeah. I'm sick and tired of the soft cards. Sick and tired of it. I'm just going to put it out there. Well, dude, rugby is facing a potentially catastrophic lawsuit. So, let's oh, be honest. From what's his name? Mark, see those what's, what's his name? From Carl Heyman and, and his buddy. Steve, Steve, Steve Thompson. Steve Thompson. There's a few other players, man. There's what's this about? The guys whole getting... concussion stuff. Yeah, so they've got to try and mitigate the damage. So who who exactly? I know it's just it's, it's sad. A, a B or what? Who are they? They're suing England. Are they suing England? I think it's well, it's, it's, it's rugby right? in general. Yeah, oh. but you know the thing is, I think you know what? Okay, to be fair, I I don't look. There's no excuses for foul play, no matter what. I think the only thing that I would ask for, and maybe, you know, and again, you need to look at it and look at what can be done. But maybe a red card being replaced after 10 or 15 minutes or whatever it is by a player off the bench would be a better scenario than 
you know, and, and it hasn't cost, not a lot of teams have suffered this year as a result of the cards because they've all but gone But it won Wales the Six Nations. No, no, no. It did win them the Six Nations, but it wasn't a big, like, it wasn't a big loss. But I'm saying we're likely going to see those ones where it's, it's really going to start, it's, it's going to suck. Like, rugby is really going to suck when, you know, the t- teams are getting decimated as a result of those cards. So I'm just saying, take the guy out, let the team be sanctioned for, okay, 10 minutes is like a sin bin, so I don't think, you know, you can't really think yet. So maybe 15 minutes or 20 minutes and bring the guys back on. Because we can't we can't go on like this, unfortunately. It's, it's, it's just mm. not exciting anymore. You actually lose everything when you watch those games. You're just like, oh, crap, not another card. Then what? What's going to happen now? Yeah, true. So I don't know, but yeah, but that was my little rant on rules anyway. But yeah, great game, I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, I mean, and of course the Lions are going to go to South Africa. You know, I'm really torn about this because, you know, while I fucking despise the the Lions in general, <laughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> I'm not a big fan. Personally, I mean, it's the greatest honor. It's awesome. And it's, it is great for those guys. But I just think that sometimes the rhetoric that goes behind it isn't... I find it to be a bit false, personally. I find it to be a little bit disingenuous. I find that the Lions... Um, it's a wonderful experience and all of that. But I just sometimes think that... Mm, mm, you know, they should win just one out of every four tours. <laughs> it's, it's yeah true let's be honest australia did what because look do you know like <laughs> if the lions hadn't won that series in australia the complaining that was going on oh yeah you know we're trying to see if we should still do it in the professional era then they won in australia then all of a sudden it's all good england so the Red- always so then- supports rugby when it's going their way so that's the thing that's my point like so when the lions is going up going well then everyone is all like, this is the greatest thing ever. But then when they get, when they lose two tours in a row, like they did um, thingy, or they lost um, the New, New Zealand, Zealand one. Yeah, then they, they lost South Africa, then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's in jeopardy, and it's it's, we might not do it. And like, it's just like, you know, your typical kind of just, ah, oh, fuck's sake, fans. It's annoying. <laughs> it gets annoying I think they're definitely targeting this this Lions tour. And, you know, I would do the same too. The Springboks having basically a year and a half out of rugby. You know, they, they probably, in their heads, they're thinking, okay, this, this guy is probably the easiest shot we're going to get at this. So we, oh, yeah. we can't call this tour off. We need to have it. And we want to have it in South Africa just so that we can keep this tradition going. Because if we do... You know, you wanted you wanted to have that kind of impact, and you can see it. They really think that they're gonna go down to 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 South Africa and they're gonna pummel them. That's what I believe. And when I'd... you look at it, on paper, on paper, oh, and yeah. they should do it. But unfortunately, it's a whole different ball game when it comes to you know the passion that you get out in SA. And oh, dude, this I don't know if it's it's gonna work out for them. Yeah, I mean, I would, you know, given all this, all the talk, the box supporters talking about, yeah, we're world champions, bro. Come on, 
You guys haven't... How are you still ranked number one in the world? You literally, by choice, have not played. By choice. <laughs> have not yeah. played in, in, in a year and what... In nearly two years. By choice. The RGs went and they did job. They played. <laughs> and they did job. You are Just still claiming we are by far the best. We're number one in the world. We're the world champions. But you didn't play by choice. Like, you chose... To run away not from playing. Play. Exactly. You chose not to do it. There was the option to do it, but you chose not to. You know? And it's just like, come everyone, on, man. Everyone said they were going to end up in, in... Everyone ended up in Australia and just to make it work. And they just said, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this because we're unprepared. And that's oh, the thing. Like, for me, that's like... It's almost a rock in a hard place. You know? It's a rock in yeah. a hard place. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a Zim dude should play for the for the box, so I'll support them. Because I even gonna Speaking lie to you, man. That, you know, you know my disdain for the box. Speaking you about know, that, do you think they'll survive without Beast? Yeah, there's a, there's oh, yeah. a lot of different. Well, there's, a, there's some there's some there's some young there's some young uh, <laughs> lucids. Kitsov is still around, and Kitsov is yeah, and Kitsov is still knocking around. Okay, but you know. I'd actually, you know what? Let me retract that. I'd actually love it if the box won. <laughs> For like a day. Because if the Lions win, you remember all the noise they made about the All Blacks tour and how it was a winning draw. Bro, it wasn't. Kyle Sinclair jumped into that tackle. We all know this. He jumped into the tackle. He, we all know this. He literally leaped into the tackle. And then he has the audacity to get up and go, woo! Speaking about <laughs> them losing, it might be the nail in the coffin for Eddie Jones because Warren Gatling is in talks already. I know, right? Yeah. Let him go and take his voodoo to England. Oh, we don't want to meet the Chiefs. Clayton <laughs> McMillan, you're staying. <laughs> yeah, let, let them go lose in SA. Then um, we might, Eddie might take a walk. He might be gone. Yeah, then but Eddie, look, Eddie's done that to himself. I think... He had the easy out of blooding new players, giving Sam Simmons a chance again. And how do you ignore someone who's scoring tries at that rate? And, uh, and just to prove a point, Kuti, uh, Inini, uh, no one tells me how to pick my squad. Bro, just show a bit of humility, man. We know you're a quality coach. We know this. We know you're an amazing coach. But sometimes, you know, sometimes just don't be. Marcus Smith is playing the house down. Yeah, Paolo, Paolo Adogu wasted his, wasted, wasted <laughs> two months of that guy's rugby career. Dude, and you, you can't go and... talk to your mates. Ah, <laughs> you go and sit in camp, you go and hold bags. You can't talk to your mates or hang out with your mates. Nah, bro. You're ruining it. You're I'd ruining it. I'd rather stay at Dingy, right? I won't lie. Nah. I'd rather stay in, at my club and play right. Because they were, in, this they were like in a lockdown, right? Like from they, oh, yeah. lockdown, right? They were on lockdown, yeah. There was a crackdown. They couldn't go up there. They couldn't like go and hang out in the uh, in the meal. Even at mealtime, you had to sit socially distanced from people. <laughs> imagine how miserable that must have been. Like, yep. Imagine just how miserable you would have been being in that camp under those situations and being told you're getting a better, you're a better player now than you were before you came in here. How the fuck can you tell if he hasn't played any games? Yeah, I think he just Eddie Jones just needed to to, to eat some humble pie and just Eddie Jones is not humble in the least. 
Yeah. In the least. Uh, well, well, look, he's, what, he's a what, sore loser. What happens with his future is something that he brought on himself, unfortunately. He brought it on himself. He's an amazing coach. He's a fantastic coach. And I guess sometimes you just got to draw a line in the sand and say, I'm doing this my way. Bugger all of you. Yeah. And he did it. And, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Simple as that. He loses mm. his job. He's got no one to blame but himself. You know? Oh, yeah. I don't it's think so sad. So, sorry? I don't think you'll Beautiful. lose it, though. Uh, the cost of buying him, of paying out his contracts is huge. <laughs> it'll just, yeah. it'll cost him too much. And particularly now, with COVID and everything happening, it's not going to happen. He's going to see out his contract. How many more years of his contract? Yeah. World Cup. Yeah. Next one. Yeah. Till 2023, yeah? Jeez. That's, 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 that's not good. That's job security for you right wow, there. That's tenure. Yep. But anyway. Well, whilst you guys are complaining about the, the thing, he's celebrating the pandemic. <laughs> Save this job. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. And on that bombshell, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's us down for the night. Any extra topics, generally? Nothing. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully, had a chat with the meat man himself. Is he coming back? We all know. Uh, He claims. He claims he'll be available on Thursday. We'll see. Fliss (laughs) Floss, you owe me a beer. I made your dreams come true, flippity-floppity. I spoke to the main man. He might make an appearance. We don't know. He'll arrive when he arrives. And then he'll arrive when he arrives. Oh man, we haven't spoke. Oh, we need to get DT on. I think we need to do a midweek special with DT. DT needs to come in midweek, dude. Please, please yeah. get it. Okay. Get, get to him let's, and then come on. Let's pencil it in for Wednesday, and then we'll have BMAC on Thursday. Let's pencil it in. No we'll get in touch with DT. All right, guys. Get them remember, both then, dude. No, it'll be too, That'll be too much. Now. It'll be too much sauce. <laughs> it'll be too much chaos. We need to drip feed these people, these addicts. Come on, man. Sauce. You act like you ain't been in the game, brother. Come on. Come on. All right. Well, anyway, guys, sincerely from us here at the clubhouse, thank you so much. Thank you for the listening. Thank you for the support. Thank you for participating in the Super Brew, which I'm number three now, by the way, just to <laughs> let you know. Dragon. What's it smell like down there, Sonny? <laughs> guys, don't you be a massive blow. You don't <laughs> a massive blow. I won't lie. I was <laughs> back. That was, that was where I was expecting my most points, and I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that I was ahead of you, I was like, fuck yeah. And then I saw, uh-uh, HB is only 0.5 ahead of me. I'm coming for you. Oh, yeah, bro, I bet on the Blues this past weekend and your Chiefs messed that up, isn't it? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> they this messed it up. Saying. And I actually put massive score for the, for the Blues, you know? And I was like, yeah, they missed it. Come on, guys, man. Guys, guys, Last guys, minute guys. tries up in there, man. What a mess. Ah, but, uh, look, it's all right, guys. You win some, you lose some. But thank you guys for your support. Um, yeah, we really appreciate it. And please... Listen, share, and can, can, do you, sir, can you subscribe? Yeah, and subscribe. Yes, yes. listen, share, and subscribe on whatever platform. We're all over the place. We're on Google Play. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Radio Public. 
Stitcher, yeah. Castbox, yeah. Port yeah. Chaser. Yeah, please help us. We we we're looking for that Joe Rogan money. Okay, <laughs> we all want to move to Texas. Okay, <laughs> we're looking for that Joe Rogan money. Well, yeah, thanks a million, guys. Remember, COVID's going on, so still, it's not gone yet. Things have eased up, but it's not gone yet. So sanitize, mask up, take care of yourselves. And if you want to, I suggest you do get the jab. Get the jab. Nah, good night, people. Good night, folks. Good night. Take it easy.